Mission Control, we are go for spitballing. Three, two, one. Here we go. Welcome to the Spitballing with Ecom Elite Podcast. Spending time dropping knowledge from luxury locations all around the world. It's seven-figure entrepreneurs, Todd Snively and Chris Keith, with the inside scoop on how to really obtain freedom through e-commerce. Get ready to learn how to make money online with your hosts, Todd and Chris. So, let's get started. Hello once again, everybody. It's Chris of the Todd and Chris podcast or the Spitballing with Todd and Chris. And what are we going to spitball? What are we going to brainstorm about today? Uh, It's a topic that's near and dear to my heart, and that is partnerships, business partnerships. I think it's, it's critically important to analyze whether or not a partnership works for you in your uh, personality, personality type, personality traits, and the kind of business that you're in. I get the question a lot um, in my own personal life, and when it comes to business stuff, uh, I think the reason I get asked a fair bit is a lot of the businesses I am in or have done are uh, do the success I've had is due in large part to partnerships. So let's dig into it. I want to talk about. Uh, some of the reasons to do or enter a partnership as opposed to going totally solo. Uh, I want to talk about some of, and I think probably the biggest mistake people make starting out. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, about family as well. Should you should you enter a new an agreement or a partnership with family? And um, you know, I I I am a proponent of that. I think people say, oh, never lend money or go into business with friends or family. Well, I I disagree. And let me let me build a case for that. So business partnerships, thumbs up, thumbs down. Like I said, I say big thumbs up. Um, one of the biggest mistakes, however, is related to the kind of person that you partner with. To make it pretty black and white, pretty blunt and straightforward, I think the mistake people make most often is that the the partners that people choose to align with end up being a lot like them meaning, man, we pretty much finish each other's sentences. We, uh, we're totally on the same page about everything. We like the same things, do the same things. It's important to like the person that you're in a business partnership with, but I, I strongly advise that the person that you're in the, that agreement with, that partnership with, is actually different, and I dare say a stronger word as diametrically opposed to your personality traits. Why is that? If you're in a partnership and you are, you're cut from similar cloth, you are both really gregarious. You're both really more sales-oriented. Or you're outgoing sales and marketing. <clears throat> or you're, you know, you're in a business of the, the customer-facing, that kind of thing. And both of you really hate, quote-unquote, numbers. And you hate accounting. And you hate bookkeeping. And you hate the legal side of things. Well, that's not really advantageous, Right? And you may kind of thump yourself on the head and say, well, that's painfully obvious, Chris. Well, a lot of times it's not. It's not obvious because people confuse the idea that I like the person a lot that I, I'm potentially going into a partnership with. Of course you want to like the person. You can't not like them. That's a very hard partnership to work in where you where you despise the person. That's, that's just not going to work. But it comes down to personality traits on similarities and differences. Let me give you an example in my current business now. Uh, with Todd Snively. Todd is a uh, uh, an amazing guy 
in in his ability to do a number of different things that are contrary to my skill sets. Um, we joke about it at the the live events. We'll do we'll do events with our community, the ecom elite community. Those that uh, know what I'm talking about, we run a a business to teach people how to um, run a business selling on Amazon, do uh, launching an e-commerce business, and that community is called Ecom Elite. And we have live events, and when we're at those, it's it's abundantly clear uh, how different Todd and I are. Yet in our business relationship, we work really really well together. Todd is very much numbers oriented, really numbers driven, uh, truly the accounting side of the house, and 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 coding and programming. And I am uh, more of a little bit of a higher level touchy feely. What's the, you know, the community kind of thinking overall? What's the tone that, um, you know, put myself out there and be the first to shake hands and smile and, and wave and, and uh, be the, the, the bell of the ball, if you will. And Todd really prefers to kind of, kind of take a more of a backseat role. Those are very different personality types, different personality traits. They complement each other really well. We, of course, like each other, like each other a lot. We're quite good friends now at this point. But man, we have very different likes and and uh, and and beliefs. But that's okay. Uh, it's the skill set that's different and complementary. So if we were both very similar to me, the books probably wouldn't get done well, and we wouldn't have as quite a fine of a point on where is uh, what does revenue look like? What do revenues look like? What, where are we trending? What's the P and L? What does a tax situation look like? Things those things drive me crazy. But I've got a guy that I know that that's handled. Whereas Todd would uh, be less inclined to go. Oh, I really don't want to go out and do that. I really don't want to put myself out there and smile and wave and meet and greet and 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 do that kind of stuff. Look, that's that's where I I shine and kind of kind of help pull him in a certain direction to kind of help support him there. And he's definitely more supportive and on the side to say, okay, you need to do this more. I need to be a little stronger here. That's where we complement each other. So I think going into a partnership, that is a critical, critical element to look at. All right. The other part that's important, and I think people steer away from partnerships because they worry about all the horror stories they see or hear about when things are done. The best advice I can give, and at this point, I'm probably five, six, maybe even seven agreements and partnerships that have uh, been created, have been dissolved. I've not had a nightmare situation with any of them, uh, mostly because I made sure things were very cut and dry, uh, cut and dry in the agreements. Now, what do I mean by that? You can certainly find yourself, if you're starting a partnership, you can certainly find a lawyer, find an attorney to drop a 50, 100, 200 page, as big as you want, agreement based on that partnership. The reality is, if there's another attorney on the other side that wants to fight something, they will. And the more convoluted and more confusing and bigger that thing is, that agreement is, the harder it is to untangle. Do I think that you need something kind of legally binding? Yeah, well, of course. I mean, you know, human behavior sometimes can get kind of wacky no matter how great your intentions are. They can kind of go sideways. Uh, full disclosure with Todd and I, it's it's about a one-pager, and that's about it. This is what we're doing. This is the agreement. Split things down the middle. High five. Here we go. I, you know, that sounds kind of funny, but that's really the way it goes. There is, however, a clause or an idea that I believe is the fundamental uh, uh, baseline that you need to work on an agreement. There needs to be one major thing. The rest is more or less details in my mind. And that is, what do things look like when they are done? The 
the biggest, aside from choosing the wrong partner, but the biggest mistake, once you say, okay, yes, we're going to go into a partnership, if that person is right or wrong, at that point, once the, the ink is dry on the contract, that's a moot point, right? You're in it. So how do you safeguard against that? Maybe I made the wrong decision. You do so by setting the expectations correctly in your agreement, but you also set the rules for when things are done, meaning at the end of the, the, the agreement. When And no one usually, usually nobody knows when that is. You can do a couple things. In your partnership agreement, you can set a calendar date to say this agreement will be good for two years and we'll revisit at that point. That's a pretty, that's a finite date and a pretty darn good way to assure that you will, you, you both can, or as many are in the partnership, can come to an agreement at that point. You know the clock is ticking, and at that point, you can reset and re, uh, refigure things if you want to, setting a hard date. That's kind of unique. A lot of people don't do that. So instead, what you put in is a clause for when it is done, meaning if a partner wants to sell out, if a few partners want to sell out, no problem. What does that look like, though? Okay, and that's the bigger mistake is everybody's excited. They're in the honeymoon phase. You and the other person starts your partnership. Everything's great. We're going to split things. Here are the roles. Here are your responsibilities. Here are my responsibilities. Let's go. And everything's great. Right up until things start to go a little bit sideways and there's a disagreement. And then, well, and eventually in, in, in a certain amount of time, you realize, okay, it's time to dissolve said partnership. Okay, fair enough. What happens? How do you put a value on things? So my suggestion is keep things very simple, but ahead of everything else, written down in your agreement, signed by all parties involved, determine how are we going to decide what the business is worth? So whether that is a third part, an independent third party doing evaluation, maybe that's a good solution. So that could be one way to do it. Or it's based on the trailing 12-month figures, TTM, uh, M of the business, revenue of the business with a multiplier on profit, or it's whatever calculation you want to come to, but it is finite and it is binary. It's one or it's zero. The number is the number, not what I think it's worth. I've got a friend of mine going through this right now, and that is, gee, what's the business worth? Well, I think it's worth this because I'm leaving the business, so I want you to pay me a whole bunch for the business. Well, those that are staying are saying, but that's not what the business is worth. One, they want to minimize the payout, of course, not to be mean about it, but look, they need operating capital. They need liquidity. The business wants to continue. So taking cash out of the business at all can be challenging. That is usually solved years beforehand when it's a determination to say, what is the business valuation? How do we value this? If Hopefully it doesn't come to it. But if we decide we're leaving this partnership, fine. We are going to base the numbers on the trailing 12-month revenue, and then we're going to take profitability and determine what that calculation is, whether that's before owner salaries or, or, or uh, net profit, gross profit, whatever number you're agreeing upon at that point, and then making the determination of how you uh, how you do the, the, the payout. Now, you can get as granular as... And when that partner leaves, it'll be a six or 12 or 18 month payout. You could be that granular if you want to. That's the agreement. It's set. We don't have to argue or fight about it if the partnership changes. So that allows things to happen in the business 
day to day without the worry hanging over the head of, geez, what happens? Things are getting bad. What, I, I, I want to leave the business and, and things kind of fester and they get nasty. And then the business ends up having to close or it just spirals into nothingness because no one can make a determination on who, who leaves, who stays, who makes money, who doesn't. And that's a dangerous, dangerous thing. You don't want all that hard work by everybody involved to go sideways just because one or two parties can't come to an agreement. Solve it ahead of time. Plan for the end. Plan for what it looks like when you're done, okay? What does the exit look like, right? So the next thing I want to talk about is uh, family. And, 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 and people have told me, I've heard this cliche a number of times for years and years and years, never lend money or talk politics, you know, those kind of things, or go into business, business with family. Sage advice, I think, in a lot of circumstances. But if expectations are set correctly and there's agreements put on paper, uh, then it's not really that big a deal. I think I think the challenge is people just assume, well, when it comes to that day when I need to fire my sister or my brother or my mom or my dad, that it'll be fine. Um, I'll just handle it. I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. No, this circles back to exactly what I said in the last point, and that is setting expectations. You can define in your one or two or 10-page agreement who has what roles in the, in the, um, in the business. Who takes on the accounting role? Who handles the books? Who does more of the, the operations? Who does more of the inventory? And, and, and lay those out. And that, that can be a living document. That agreement can usually be um, changed, of course. But having the expectations there and having that what does it look like when it's done alleviates that whole family issue. Can it create some bad blood? It sure can. Can it be frustrating? Sure. If you've got a family history of being a, you know in a volatile family where where things are kind of rough, okay, maybe that is not the smartest situation to go into business. But if, you, if you've if you got people in the family that you you can get along with pretty well overall in your, your uh, time together, but you just need to lay some of the ground rules, we'll do so. And that just makes it a lot easier. It may be frustrating when the part, any partnership, when it dissolves or t- is tough. And when you're at the family barbecue and you have that person that you're hanging out with, um, you know, ticked off because a business deal went sideways. Okay, that 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 could be there. I don't think personally, for me, that that's a reason just to forego an entire agreement. Now, that being said, if you've got these expectations and information laid out ahead of time, usually that can help stem the um, uh, uh, the, the tide of bad blood. If again, you've got those those expectations set. So when you say, look. We're going to start this thing. It may get bad. People tell others don't go into family together, but we're going to lay this out that if you want out, if I want out, if sister or brother or mom wants out, here are the terms. Here's the valuation. Here's the buyout. There are four of us. We each have 20% voting rights in order for this to work. And in order for decisions to be made, you need two-thirds majority, or in that case, 75% majority, whatever agreement you come to. To allow 50-50 splits, you know, the um, standoffs from happening, make it with four people in a partnership, three people uh, have to vote uh, yes for something. Okay, well, there you go. That's a bit of a check and a balance. And then when we're done, the business is going to be um, a third party. This company is going to value the, 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 the company's worth, and they're going to give us this company is worth X. After all, debits, credits, inventory, everything else, blah, 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 blah. That's what the company's worth. And then the payout will be X over a certain amount of time. If you put that stuff ahead of time, even if it's with family, it may not be perfect, 
but it's a much, much smarter way to go into partnerships than just kind of go blindly and say, well, this person's awesome. Let's jump in the, the partnership together. Those, in my opinion, are really the key things and key elements to a partnership. Again, you know, standard disclaimer, I'm not, Todd and I are not lawyers, we're not accountants, and there's there's certain nuances there that talking to attorney doesn't hurt. Uh, spending 500 or 1,000 bucks or 1,500 bucks is worth it on the front end to make sure legally all those things are pinned down correctly um, instead of trying to wing it later on. That's that's worthwhile doing. But is it worth putting together, in my opinion, a 50 or 100-page document just laying out everything? I don't think so. I think it just gets more confusing than anything else. So hopefully that helps for those of you out there looking to, to go into partnerships. Just plan on when it's done. Put that into the agreement. It's kind of like a... Um, um, what's the, uh, what's the term, the getting, uh, getting, before you get married. Now I'm having a big old brain fart, but before you get married, you have to sign that, uh, sign that contract ahead of time. That's kind of what you're doing. You're kind of saying we're going to get married in this partnership, which you are, but it's probably easier in a business setting, maybe awkward, but probably easier in a business setting than to do it, um, um, prenup, uh, prenup, there you go, prenuptials, a uh, prenup agreement. It's easier to do that in business and it should be done in business. Do that prenup before getting married in that business partnership. But I'm all for partnerships. Find somebody that complements your skills. Find somebody that can do the things you can't, more comfortable doing the things you can't. Make sure you bring your value to the table. Go out there and kick some butt in that partnership and uh, enjoy yourself. So hopefully that helps. I uh, look forward to the dialogue, continued dialogue, and this topic, uh, this topic and others in this podcast as well. As don't forget to look for us at ecomelite.com, and we'll talk to you all in the next episode.